resistance, burnout, procrastination, sleepless nights, stress, and painful hard work. Fatigued from running on the high achiever hamster wheel? This is the Bold Leadership Revolution, where we develop high-performing leaders to live, thrive, and lead bold and smart, not hard. Here is your host, Tara Newman. Welcome, welcome to episode four of the Bold Leadership Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Tara Newman. Today, we're going to be talking about the often misunderstood topic of doing the work. So if you're someone who thinks doing the work means being chained to your laptop, sucking down venti lattes, or you're at war with beliefs around success having to be hard and oh so painful, this will provide a much different perspective for you. But first, I think I need to give you my bias here for those of you who are new to me. So I have spent the last two and a half, almost three years, intentionally and consciously cultivating a business that didn't come from the hustle, the dreaded hustle. As someone with a serious burnout story, I decided I was no longer available for the grind. And I felt really conflicted at times in my life because I'm a highly ambitious individual. And Really, I thought the way to fulfill my potential and to achieve my ambitions was to grind myself into the ground. And that is really why I'm so passionate about helping leaders step into their ambition and leave the grind behind. So when I burned out, I was no longer available or able to work from that energy that was coming behind my hustle, right? So it wasn't the hustle that was wrong or bad in itself. Personally, I think I still have hustle, but it was the energy behind the hustle that I needed to ditch, the not good enough, the energy that fueled my overachieving, the energy that fueled my need to prove myself to the world. So really that is what I'm no longer available for. I'm no longer available for the grind that feels self-abusive or coming from a place of not good enough or fueled by the need to really prove and overachieve. And Over the course of the last almost three years, I became an advocate for doing less better and rescuing people from the high achiever hamster wheel that leads so many to burnout. And I see it as a radical act of bold leadership to stand for effectiveness, presence, ease, and flow in a world obsessed with the hustle and the grind. I've become incredibly tuned into just how addicted people are to working hard and how accepting we are as a society of workaholism and the flawed thinking that the more hours yield, the more results. I'm fiercely committed to develop leaders who can do big, purposeful, impactful things in the world without losing their health, their sanity, or their family. And it's been It hasn't been without its tears and judgments and people vehemently opposed to my point of view, including people who are very close to me, who are hard hustlers and rise and grinders. And at times, 
you know, feeling the violent opposition within myself as someone whose default is to work. I like doing hard things. I like challenging myself. I believe that we can do hard things. I mean, I love CrossFit. I believe in when Gary V says, put in the fucking work, right? Like, yeah, people, we need to put in the fucking work. And my default, like I said, is to work. And a lot of people reach out to me and say that they wish they had my hustle. So it's a really conflicting place for me to be at times. On one hand, I'm literally the poster child for ease as I appeared on the cover of the Perpetual Use April magazine with the title Resist the Hustle. And here I'm saying I'm in full support of doing the work. And for me, it comes down to defining what the work is because that is a question I get very often. Tara, what is the work? Or Tara, I'm putting in all the work. I'm doing all the things. Why aren't I getting the results that I want to get? What's happening here? So it really begs the question, is it more hours or is it something else entirely? And what I've proved over the last three years in my business, as well as with myself and my clients, is that it's really something else entirely. And I think Stephen King has a great quote, and he shares that for him, not working is the real work. So in this episode, I'd like to bring some clarity to the topic and talk about what the work is and isn't. And so this is for those of you who have reached out to me and said, Tara, what is the work? Or I'm doing all the work and I'm still not happy, fulfilled, and seeing the results that I want to get. And one might hear someone ask these questions and scoff and, you know, like laugh at these people, like, how do they not know what the work is, you know? But really, I think these people are super smart and self-aware and they realize that the work actually means something other than the busy tasks 99% of humans are addicted to. As an entrepreneur or an executive, with the number of hours you work, at some point, you could be better off working as a barista. I mean, my husband and I, both of us running our own companies, have actually explored this concept over a decade ago when he was working around the clock at times to build our first business. And if you really break down all the hours that you're working and how much you're taking home, does it really add up or are you really better off going and working as a barista? So... I want to give an example, not necessarily from a work setting, I'll get to that, but from, because I love CrossFit, so we're going to talk about it in a gym setting. So if you say do the work in a gym setting, most people will think show up and do the workout as prescribed. And I'm going to argue that that's not, that's actually not the work. I mean, obviously you have to do the workout. I'm not saying you don't have to lift the heavy things and put them down, but the work is really in setting the goals and being crystal clear on your desired results every day. So before you even get into the gym, what is the goal? And what is the goal for that specific day? What is the result that you're driving for? The work is in sticking to your plan when your ego may want you to do otherwise. So if you go into the gym and you say, you know, today is going to be a light lifting day, but your ego, when you get to the gym, wants you to lift heavier, the work is in sticking to the plan when your ego is telling you something different. The work is in knowing that less is more and sitting in the discomfort of doing less when everyone around you is hell-bent on doing more. The work is what you do outside the gym. So for me, 
it's easy for me to go to the gym and do a workout and push myself. I push myself really well. What I don't do so well is listen to my body. So for me, the work isn't in going into the gym and pushing myself. The work is in listening to my body. The work is in resting when people might be talking about doing two-a-day workouts. The work is in the things that you don't want to do. Stretching, foam rolling, chiropractor visits if needed, the practice and the patience. The work is in trusting the plan and the process. The work is releasing, this is for a lot of people, the work is in releasing the death grip you have on the outcome being exactly what you want the outcome to be. And the same goes for leading a business. The work is in all the seemingly small and insignificant things you do every day that you don't really want to do. It's in the daily routines that keep us moving forward consistently. It's in the mindset work or journaling that keeps our egos in check and allows us to move through stories and beliefs more quickly. It's when we find the time of day when we are in flow and commit to only working during those times because we're 10 times more productive. So the work isn't necessarily in in the hours of day that you work. The work is in identifying your flow and knowing what gets you into flow and when the best times are for you to work and leveraging those times. Because you could get done in two hours what it might take you six hours to do if you weren't in the proper state. The work is in stepping back and creating the space to self-reflect. It's in knowing what your critical few are. It's in knowing what the 20% of the things you do that yield 80% of the results. It's focusing on that 20% and ignoring the other 80% or delegating it. The work is in making a commitment to only work from your strengths and not do the stuff that drains the hell out of you. And I I realize what I'm saying can be triggering to some. And I realize the concept of doing less to achieve more is considered total bullshit by some. Yet when I look at my highest performing clients, the ones who are happy, grateful, full of joy, they are recommitting to doing the real work every day. They journal. They are fully present and conscious to their thought patterns. They are evaluating their habits to see which ones yield results. They are exercising regularly. They watch how they language things. They are making empowered choices. They are radically intentional about the actions they take. So I'll sum up this podcast episode with the work is in the being. More being and less doing will accelerate your results every single time. And I want to share with you an excerpt from Ryan Holiday's book, The Daily Stoic. It's one of these 365 books where you read a page every day. And I will link to it in the show notes in case anybody wants to purchase it and read along. And the title of this, it was on July 25th. And the title of it is What's on Your Tombstone? And in this book, he shares quotes by philosophers such as Seneca and Marcus Aurelius. And the quote is by Seneca. And it says, when you see someone often flashing their tank or their rank, let's start this over again. The quote says, when you see someone often flashing their rank or position or someone whose name is often bandied about in public, don't be envious. Such things are bought at the expense of life. Some die on the first rungs of the ladder of success, others before they can reach the top, and the few that make it to the top of their ambition through a thousand indignities realize at the end it's only for an inscription on their gravestone. 
And after these quotes, Ryan Holiday in his infinite brilliance sums it up. And he says, this is Ryan, sometimes our professional commitments can become an end unto themselves. A politician might justify the neglect of his family or his office or for his office, or a writer might believe her genius excuses antisocial or selfish behavior. Anyone with some perspective can see that, in fact, the politician is really just in love with fame, and the writer enjoys being condescending and feeling superior. Workaholics always make excuses for their selfishness. While these attitudes can lead to impressive accomplishments, their cost is rarely justified. The ability to work hard and long is admirable, but you are a human being, not a human doing. Seneca points out that we're not animals. Is it really so pleasant to die in harness, he asked. Put it better, work is what horses die of. Everybody should know that. So when this podcast ends, I want you to take a piece of paper and write down all the things you have done today and self-reflect. Are these things the real work or are they the things you feel like you should be doing or have been falsely led to believe that you need to do? Can you associate a result to each action you have taken? Do these actions get you closer to your goal? If you're a business owner, is this generating revenue? If you're in the gym, are you losing inches or building strength? Take 10 minutes and sit down and self-reflect. Then hop on over to my Facebook page, The Bold Leadership Revolution, and share with me any insights that you've gleaned from this week's show because I want to hear what you have to say, and I want to hear about your assessments on how you're working. And if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review and subscribe so you don't miss any strategies, tips, or tools to help you step into your ambition and leave the grind behind. Sharing and reviewing makes it easier for others to find this community. And there is nothing, there is nothing that I want more than to bring together bold, badass, and ballsy leaders from all over the world. Thank you for tuning in to the Bold Leadership Revolution podcast. This episode has ended, but our work continues online. Head over to theboldleadershiprevolution.com where you'll find links to any resources mentioned in today's episode, along with other valuable tips and information that will help you lead bold. That's theboldleadershiprevolution.com.